Thanks for listening. Our mission here at Life West Church is to see you and your family equipped and empowered to be and do all that God has for you. For additional resources and info, go to lifewest.church. How you guys doing out there this morning? Well, yeah, this morning still. It's still morning. You guys ready for Christmas? Okay, that was... Are you guys really ready for Christmas or not? I'll say it this way. Who's ready for Christmas to be done? No, 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 no. Okay. Snow. Someone said snow. That's awesome. Yeah, we need a little bit more snow. It's a little gloomy out, but it doesn't have to dictate our emotions and our feelings. Today's a day that the word says for us to rejoice and to be glad on it. And I'm so excited about today. Hey, just show of hands and it's totally fine. Be honest with you. Raise your hand if you're like, who are you? Raise your hand. <laughs> Honesty, honest. Stop. Stop, Eric. Stop. My wife, you can stop. My name is Jesse Cabrera. I am on the pastoral team. I got the privilege to serve you guys here at Life West, and it's very, very exciting. Pastor Sammy called me the other day, and he said, hey, would you be willing to bring a word out here? I said, yes, of course. And let me tell you something. Whenever a word comes or God gives me the opportunity, opposition tries to come its way. And let me tell you something. It's not going to stop me. I'm going to keep going. No matter. It's just a decision I made. It's not about feelings. It's about what I decided to do because I said I'm committed to God 100%. So before we get started, let's go ahead and pray. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for today. We thank you that today's the day you made for us to rejoice and be glad. Lord, this day was given to us so that we could be a light. We could be salt to this world that needs a Savior. Father, I think it's going to be a great service. I thank you that you're going to impact our hearts, including mine, Lord. Lord, I decrease myself while you increase in me, Father. Let them hear your voice, not my voice. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray and we all say amen, amen and amen. Okay, so as we were worship, worshiping, Tony was leading into the song, and I had this like um, image in my head and a scripture. Everyone say Luke 15. Luke say Luke 15. So that's your assignment for today. You're going to read Luke 15, uh, specifically the prodigal son. I didn't, again, I feel like God was giving me this at this service, but the prodigal son, the reason why I want you to read the parable of the prodigal son or the story of the prodigal son is because it's a direct reflection of our heavenly father in in us. it's, It's the heart of a dad who's pursuing his children, especially when his children need help. You know, the story goes on and, and, and you're reading the prodigal son where even the child was making wrong decisions, bad decisions, but it did not stop a father from loving his child. And with arms wide open, at the end of the story, you'll read that return where that child comes back. And the reason why I'm thinking of that story is because today I want to talk to you about God's desire. Everyone say God's desire. No, no, say God's desire. desire. There you go. Say it with some emotion. That's what we need to do a little bit, right? How many of y'all know we all have desires? Like we, we, we desire things growing up. I know when I was a kid, I wanted to be a football player. I said, I will play for the Detroit Lions. I will be the star wide receiver. And if I followed my desire, I would have won last night at the game. I just know that y'all watched it last night. I didn't watch it. I chose not to, but I woke up this morning and I looked at the score and I'm like, yeah, here we go. But I had a desire growing up. Actually, I I had another desire. Uh, Around uh, graduation time, I graduated from high school. My desire for my life, I I had it planned out, is I wanted to serve in the Air Force. 
okay? I truly wanted to serve in the Air Force. And the reason why, <laughs> y'all want to know why? The reason why I wanted to serve in the Air Force is because, well, I, I grew up in the 90s, so I'm a 90s kid, and I saw Independence Day. Y'all know what I'm talking about, Independence Day? And let me tell you something, as a kid, I was like, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shoot some alien butt for, for real. And that was the birth of me wanting to join the Air Force. Now, obviously, I grew up, and I know that that wasn't the case, but that desire was still there growing up. That desire was so strong that after graduation, I started connecting with, with recruiters. Uh, they were going to send me to East Lansing. If you serve in the military, thank you so much. Uh, if you specifically served in the Air Force, you'll know what I'm talking about when I say they wanted to send me to East Lansing for a physical and then station me at... San Antonio, Texas for basic training. That was, that was the plan. That was the route that I was going to take. All, by the way, verbal agreements, not, nothing signed yet, but it was all verbal agreements. This was like 2006 when all of this was happening, right? 2005. And I remember my mom saying, what did you sign yourself self up for? Because y'all remember caller ID? Not, not, not your phone where it says who's calling and you, you hit the decline, but none of that. I'm talking about the device itself, that thing that was by the landline, and it said, you know, whatever on there. And you said, you know what? We're not home right now. <laughs> so that, that thing, that, that device kept saying U.S. government like three times a day. And my mom was like, what did you sign up for? And I told her, mom, I'm going to the Air Force. I'm going to the Air Force. And in that, I'm pretty sure it's still now, but at that time, you had to have a certain, like, time to run a mile or two, certain, you know, time to do and count to do push-ups and pull-ups. And let me tell you something, I was nailing it. I was in the best shape in 2006 because I was nailing those numbers. I'm like, I am ready to go. That was my desire. I was ready. But at the exact same time, at the exact same season, when I had a desire to go to the Air Force, God had a desire for me in my life. And it was that time where we had a privilege to hear Pastor Edgar a few months back. He was my pastor at the time. He had said, hey, Jesse, he's like, I, I served in the Air Force, and I think it's a great branch, and I think you'd go far. He goes, but I think God has something for you specifically. What about Bible school? That's what I did. <laughs> school, you know, and so I go and fast forward a little bit of the story. I'm, I'm you know, in the fork of the road, and I have a friend that's encouraged me, go to Bible school, and they were telling me, pray about it. And I said, sure, I'll pray about it. And my prayer was, Father, I think you open all the doors for the Air Force. In Jesus' name, amen. Like, I had my mind set because I was going, I was flying somewhere. That's what I was thinking in my head. Have you all ever felt that way where you had a desire and you had a plan and a, and a thing to go through? Because I did. And again, at the end of this, this whole story right here, it was like the last week before school started, I, I decided you know what, I got to give up my desire and I got to follow the desire that God has for me, what his plan is. And I had to take a moment and I had to lay down, actually I had to crucify my plans for my life and say, God, I trust you. It's you, what you have for my life. It's your plan. It's your desire. Now I ended up going to, the, to Bible school. I did not go to the Air Force. My story, by the way, I did not, God didn't want me to take that route. He made me take this route Willingly, I said, yes, Lord. I've uh, been pastoring, uh, being a pastor for like 13 years, impacting people. I've done a lot of great things for the kingdom of God. Not that I probably wouldn't have in the Air Force, but for my story, for Jesse's story, that was the route God wanted me to take. Now, 
Maybe you're in a, a fork in the road or maybe you're facing a desire versus what God says. You see, I was set and ready to go wherever God wanted me to go, but I didn't want to consult with my plan with God because I was afraid that if I bring this to God, God would say, hey, this is good, but I got something better. Here's, let's, instead of that step, let's take this step. And by all means, I wanted to avoid that with God. So I would pretend it was blessed by God when it really wasn't. My encouragement today is this, that God is going to draw something out of you so deep that it's going to manifest in your heart and you're going to know what your next step is. My prayer today is that you're not hearing my message, you're hearing God's message through me, that he's going to touch you right where you're at, that you know what to do next. Because God is a faithful God, he's a good God. Here's, here's the thing. We know God has a plan for us. We, we, we quote Jeremiah 29, 11. You know, he, he has plans for us, hope in the future. Like he has, we, we quote this, but my question is, do we really live it? We hang it on the wall, but do we really live it out? And that's God's desire for us to live it out. But for us to live what God has in our life, we have to have an understanding. Everyone say understand. We have to have an understanding of who is opposing us. In John 10, 10, the Bible says that the enemy is here to steal, kill, and destroy. And we can, we can know about that, that, that passage that Jesus talked about of Satan, but we have to learn how to counter him when it matters. Because when Jesus fasted for 40 days, when he was seeking the Father and fasting, and every single time Satan came, he countered with God's word. He countered with the power that he had. And that's exactly what we need to do. I was, um, earlier this morning, I was getting ready for this and I was thinking about, okay, Satan, what he's trying to do, still kill and destroy everything that I, me and God have together. And then I was, I started remembering Genesis 3. And not to read the whole passage, but I just went to Genesis 3. It was the very first verse. First, very first verse, and it was the part where the serpent comes into the garden. It's like that part right there. And I pause. I'm like, whoa, this is pretty cool. I just, within 30 seconds, because it's the Bible app, right? Within 30 seconds, I hit four different translations. And you know what those four translations identified uh, Satan as and the serpent? I'll read it to you, okay? First one, he identified him as a crafty snake. Then he, he went on another translation said he's cunning. Another one said he's shrewd. The last one I saw was he's clever. And it got me thinking. I said, okay, this Satan thing here is really putting an effort to stop me from being here and being and doing all that God wants me to do. I'm pretty sure he's doing the same to you because you're God's child. Because he knows the potential that you have. Because he knows the purpose that you have. Ephesians chapter 1, another assignment. Ephesians 1, read the whole chapter. If you want to take the extra mile, read the entire book. But you'll start seeing the love of God through this. Ephesians 1, specifically verses 4 and 5, the Bible says this. Even before he, God, made the world, God loved us 
and chose us in Christ. He loved you and he chose you in Christ to be holy without fault in his eyes. Verse five, God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Christ Jesus. Then it goes on and says this, this is what he wanted to do and it gave him great Pleasure. It gave God great pleasure. Gone to Chick-fil-A lately? What's different from Chick-fil-A and every other restaurant, fast food restaurant there? They are polite. They say my pleasure. And you said, oh, I'll take two more then. You are ready to order more. They, they say, hey, it's my pleasure. Yes. Mm, I like you. You don't get that at Burger King. You don't get that at McDonald's. Because they make you feel wanted there. That's just a quick, funny illustration. But think about it. God said he finds great pleasure in you. And the hardest thing, what stops us from enjoying that feeling of being wanted is us. Us. We feel unworthy. We feel like, well, we're just not perfect. But to God, it's never been about, are you worthy? To God, it's been, you're worth it. I gave, you, I gave, I gave it all for you. You're, look at your neighbor, say, you're worth it. Again, you look at this scripture in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 4 and 5, where it says he decided to, in advance that to adopt us into his family, that he had this plan, that he chose us. You know what this scripture is saying to us? He's literally, God's word is literally saying that your existence is God's desire. You belong on this earth at this time. We're about to hit 2024. Wow. Y'all remember that movie, Back to the Future? And when we first watched it, 2015 was the future. We're way, we're uh, almost a decade past that. It's 2024. But God said, look, I created you for this time at this place so that you can help advance my kingdom so that you can bring hope to a dying world. You're needed in this area. You know, a lot of times I, and I'm just going to confess a little bit, a lot of times I would, I would feel like inadequate about something, doing something for God's kingdom, or I feel like I'm just not the person. Let me call this person. They can do it. But God was teaching me a lot of times that I put what you needed for the moment in you for that person. It's, it's right there. There are people I can reach that maybe my leadership can't reach. There are people you can reach that nobody here in this church can reach, only you. But then I would have some excuses in my head. Well, you can't, you can't, what's the, what's the culture uh, statement? Can't, you, can, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them. And I remember a good friend of mine said to me this. He's like, well, yeah, that's true. He goes, but if you're the salt of the world, you can make them thirsty to drink. And I'm like, that is a good point. I'm going to make you thirsty. I'm going to be salty all over you. Like, I'm ready. So, again, God has given us what, we've needed, what we need for the moment. We got to stop trying and start doing what he says. Because he says, be a doer of his word. When you look at the entire Bible, God is in pursuit of you. By the way, if you are being challenged, I'm just going to say it out right now. If you are being challenged of your existence here, if someone is bringing you down and making you question your existence, they are wrong. 
And I say that with all my heart. They are wrong. You were created with a purpose and you were created on purpose for this time right now. Do not allow any word or any spirit tell you you should not exist because God created you. You are loved by the Father. You are wanted by the Father. You are loved by the church. You are not alone. So I just wanted to throw that out there, okay? But when you look at the entire Bible, when you look at the, from Genesis to Revelations, you'll see three phases, or, or you could say you'll see three points in the Bible, okay? From beginning to end, you'll see that God created man in his image, created us in his image. Then you'll see that there is a deception of Satan, that's where the fall happens. We talk about, you know, where Satan came in in the garden and they, they disobeyed God. There's deception, okay? The third point is that Jesus, he paid for those sins that we fell into. It's completely paid for. That's the third one. And the last one is that all of mankind can be restored back to the Father through Jesus Christ. So when you look at those four points or those four phases and you have a hold of those four phases or those four points, you start seeing a mission come alive in your heart because a lot of people don't understand our Father. I hear some, hear some statements that are said about God and these are people that don't know have a relationship through Christ, okay? They'll say, well, God's a mysterious God and he'll work in mysterious ways. Have you ever heard that before? That's, that's not true. God reveals, God tore the veil. God says, all my spirit, all over the world. That's revealing. He just wants you to know him. That's, that's it, you know? Well, God, he can do, you know, I don't know, like if he'll punish you if you didn't make that decision. I know I grew up in that mindset, thinking that he'll punish me. No, all of his wrath went on the cross when Jesus was hanging, he would, all of the wrath, there was a wrath side, it's all there. Just got to come to him. That's it. You just got to come to him because he's ready to bring you and adopt you into the family. All we need to do is we need to share these points to the people around us. Like I said, there are people you can reach that I can't reach. I can reach that you can't reach. But if we come in unity with the spirit of God, when we come teaching the word and the truth, you'll see hearts start changing and transforming for the kingdom of God, and they'll want it. A lot of it is just people have a lack of knowledge. I'm going to give you a quick story. I have, I have a brother-in-law who um, I love dearly, and I've known him for many, 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 many years. And it, it was just recently, like two weeks ago, like he called me up and said, hey, hey, um, Jesse, I want to be baptized. And I said, oh, that's awesome. You want to be baptized. And the first thought I had, the first thought I had was like, wait, does he have Jesus in his heart? I just, first thing I had, right? I mean, we all think that way. And I just asked him a question. I wanted to be, you know, pretty slick in what I'm doing. I didn't want to act like I was just pouncing on him. And I'm like, hey, man, I got a question for you. Um, who's your Lord and Savior? <laughs> he said, Jesus Christ, without hesitation. And I'm like, yes, let's get him baptized. I, within days later, we ended up finding a, a place in a river. This was a week ago. <laughs> this was a week ago. It was cold. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, that's a beautiful spot. My wife actually found it. And she's like, that's a beautiful spot. And I'm like, my, my brother-in-law going in there. And I remember jumping in there. And no joke, I thought it was going to be like, you know, ankles or up to your knee. Nope. I'm like right here. I'm like, oh, this is cold. And he, and I remember saying out loud, I said out loud to, to my brother-in-law, I had said, 
okay, all right. I said, we did it, we did it, we did it. And so I said out loud, and my brother-in-law goes, I'm not in yet. I said, I'm talking to Jesus, man. Like, just being really honest with you, I'm talking to Jesus right now, because we did it. I'm in. And we, we did a baptism right then and there, and it was amazing. Like, that's a transformation. And then I, I briefly spoke, I briefly spoke that same day about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And, and, and he said, okay, cool, cool. And I gave him a resource to read. He read it within that night, and he calls me back and says, hey, man, I want to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. And he goes, I admit I didn't want to because I didn't know what I was stepping into until I read this, and I realized, oh, everyone would say lack of knowledge. Say lack of knowledge. It's not a bad thing when someone's in an ignorant stage. It's not a bad thing. We're just called to educate them. We're called to share that truth to them. It's what Jesus did with the 12. It's what the 12 did with the 73. It's what the 73 did to the multitude and to the generation after generation and to generation and to this generation. It's got to continue. But what the enemy wants, everyone say opponents, what the enemy wants is for us not to do that. And he'll find different tactics, he'll find different ways to stop that. But there has been a mission that Jesus gave us, and I'll read it right now in Matthew 28, uh, verses 18 through 20. Jesus told his disciples, he's telling you, he's telling me right now, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples. I love that. Teach these new disciples to obey Sorry, to obey all the commands I have given you and be sure of this. I am with you always, even to the end of the age. That right there, Jesus affirms. He confirms. He puts his seal on it and says, I'm with you. I am with you. You are not alone. When you go, when you speak truth, you are not alone. When you get out of your comfort zone, you are not alone. When you thought you were by yourself, you are not alone. For years, I worked in a factory for four years ago. And for four years straight, I worked in a factory. I was bivocational. That means I was working to make a living, but I was giving my time as a pastor at one point in my, my season. I needed to put food on the table, and I needed to put spiritual food in people's hearts. Like, it was a win-win for me. And let me tell you something. As, as a pastor, and it was a youth pastor at the time, I had a lot of great things going on. My wife and I did so much for youth ministry uh, in the church. But then there was another half where I would go to work, and there was so much ministry going on. God was still moving. He was still doing his thing within my workforce. Now, don't get me wrong. I was working diligently, but, but God was creating opportunities for me to really minister to the word of God. I, sp I specifically remember this one time where I had to get, what are they called where you get a chance to get a pay raise? Ah, I forgot the word. It's like where they, uh, reviews, thank you, a review. I was, I was getting a review by my boss and I'm like, okay, here we go. You know, I'm walking in there. And let me, by, by the way, the reason why I'm like in this attitude is because every day I was saying, God, God, is this the day I'm going to, you know, get fired for you? Like I was always just ready, right? Because I was, I, I shared my faith a lot. I'm not, didn't stop. And, okay. So going into this thing, I sat down with my boss and my boss literally sat, looked at me and I'm like, okay. And he says, hey man, tell me about this Jesus. No joke. Yeah, exactly. Oh, uh, what? A 20-minute review, which that's typically the, the length of it, was two hours. And I got paid. I'm just playing. Just <laughs> 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 
But it's like God opens doors. Like I wasn't trying to, to persuade. I was just being a light. And I believe my boss saw it. He was led to Christ right there in his office. And I kind of just slipped back and people were like, how did the review go? And I'm like, really good. You know, just started working. Didn't say a word. But that's just the doors that God opens when we know his truth. When we know his truth. And when we abide by his spirit and what he has, abide by his word and what he has in us, God calls that the great commission. He says, no matter where you go, no matter who you encounter, know I love them. You might not love them, but I love them. And I've had a lot of those moments. I'm being really, really transparent right now. I've had a lot of those moments. I'm like, eh, don't know if I'm going to be able to reach that person right there. And then God uses me in that area because I have a decision to make. See, when people, when, when, when people come to Christ, there's, there's three things that quickly happen. The Great Commission is having an understanding, okay? The first one is this, that, that they need to be baptized in Christ. That means they gave their life to Jesus. Forgive me, Lord. I repent of my sins. Help me, Lord. Put your spirit in my heart. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. And there's a total turnaround of living a different way. But let me tell you something. Ever given, in, ever given a task but no instructions? Like building that place at? Anybody given a task, but you didn't get, weren't given steps to how to complete it. When we, when we lead someone and we just kind of pause them there, we're not giving them basic instructions for them to live a godly life. Jesus, he said, hey, you follow me. And when they followed, he taught them as they walked. That is the perfect model of what we need to do every single day. But what catches me in a trap, I'm, again, just confessing, is busyness. And if I put busyness before someone's heart, I'm missing the kingdom of God. I'm missing God's kingdom. I'm missing what he has to say. I'm missing the miracles he has to make and the things that he's going to do because I have a desire. I have an agenda. I. And let me tell you something. God challenged my heart in that area, and I now do my best. Not perfect, but I do my best to follow his desire and 100% of the time, even when I doubt it first, I'm like, God, I don't know if it's going to go that way. It's always better than my plan. It's always better than my plan. And then there's that baptism of the Holy Spirit where, where we get empowered to be witnesses. We know what to say when we go in our prayer closet and pray in the Spirit. We can come out and, pray and, and really pray in English, talk in English, and be empowered to share gospel and truth. Luke chapter 9, verse 23, Jesus said to the crowd, if any of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way, take up your cross daily, and follow me. Give up your way, take up your cross daily, and follow me. What I hear in this scripture is, not what I, is this, it's not what I think is best for my life. It's what he wants for my life. That's what I hear in this scripture. And it's exactly what God has for us. He has given you absolutely everything you need. Just need to let it get drawn out. Uh, first service, I was here during worship, and I had this image in my head. Um, of just someone fishing, and then fish were coming out. I mean, they were fishing, fish was coming out. And I thought that was really cool. Now, I'm not a fisherman whatsoever. I've gone fishing I've gone with friends. I've done, you know, the baloney and the, the string with the clip and, and the creek and got meadows out. I've done that as a kid. I recently went with a friend, and he was kind of helping me out. But I'm not a fisherman. Anybody fishing here, by the way? 
Okay, a couple of you guys. All right, so the majority of you relate to me. Okay, about two, three weeks ago, I'm with my friend and we're going fishing and he's like, all right, Jesse, I need you to come over here. And let me tell you something. I was drawing, I was, what is it, casting the reel or casting the line? Is it real or line? Casting the reel or casting the line? Come on. Which one? You were right, babe. I'm sorry. I was like, it's casting a reel. She's like, no, that's throwing the whole thing in the water. <laughs> it's cast a line, Jesse. I was like, no, I'm going to show you I'm right. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> but my friend, he's telling me, hey, come over here. He's like, cast your line here. And I was, I was catching. It was pretty cool. And he's like, all right, now come over here, doing the same thing. And he was teaching me how to do things. And it was so cool because I had that image and I was reminded of that. My friend just knew there was fish in there. It just I had, to, I had to position myself and let it draw, and then draw it out is what I had to do. And I kept having this image during worship that today's message, that in your hearts there's giftings and God's hand's going in and he's drawing it out. And I believe you'll go home empowered because you have a gifting. I know, I know someone in here right now has been contemplating do I continue to take my next step or not? You know you have it, but you're doubting. Let me remind you, you're not performing for people. You're serving a king. You're not performing to this world. You're illuminating when you say yes to God. There is a gift in you that any situation, it's not about the money, do I have it or not? It's not about do I have the right atmosphere or the place? It's, not, it's only God. It's only God that can make it happen. What he is desiring is a genuine, true, sound, daily relationship with you doesn't want to date you and see you Sunday. He wants to marry you and be with you every moment of your life. That is the heart of the Father. That is the heart of our God. But we have to make that decision. We have to say yes every day. It's going back to what I read. Take up my cross daily. Push away my own ways and my desires and say yes to God. And when you do that, there is an activation that happens in your life. There are things that are moved that you could have never moved. There are ways, crooked paths that will become straight. Because why wouldn't a good father do that? Why wouldn't a good father? I remember my son who's 14. He's the kid with the camera once in a while with the glasses. And you're like, who's this creepy kid over here taking pictures? He's on an assignment, by the way. No, he's such a great kid. Young man, phenomenal. He's actually doing stuff right now. But when he was three years old, y'all remember the Wii? The original Wii, right? Uh, he, we, we had purchased one. Well, you know, my brother-in-law bought me one because he knew I, my kids wanted it. So... <laughs> And I'd play that bowling thing all the time, and it was a bowling version. And I remember Joshua wanted to play. Now he's three. He doesn't have the concept of the buttons. You have to do this and release it at a certain point. I mean, I had the four. I was just perfect, right? I was perfect, okay? My son wanted to play, and he was just not doing it. Like, it's like, ah! Like, I mean, it was just—and it was hard. He was still too young. His hands were too little. 
Then I had this idea. I said, Josh, we'll do it one more time. And so he went. So I'm behind him. I gave him a different controller, right? And so as he goes, I just kind of sneak it behind him. Strike. That's right. Did a couple more times. Strike. Third time. Seven. I'm just playing. But it's just, I had this thing going on. And within like a month, my son was doing it by himself. He was learning. And I'm right there just cheering him on. And I think about that, that model. Because there are times where I fell trying to do for God. I didn't, I was doing my best, but I fell. See, my upbringing would have told me that's because God punished you. But what God was doing over here was he was praising me. He says, I'll get you right back up. Because what I was doing with my son is I was just like, come on, you got this. Keep going. Good job, boy. Good job. That's awesome. That kind of sounded like I talked to a dog. No, I didn't do that to my son. Good job, Joshua. And I believe a lot of times when we fall or we just miss the mark, we disqualify ourselves. And God's saying, don't. No, 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 no. I am praising for those two steps you have never taken in your life. I'm praising that you did that. Let's get back up, son. Let's get back up, daughter. Let's take those next steps together. God's desire is your heart. If I could sum it all up, just want your heart. Church, will you give it to him? Will you give it to him on a a consistent basis, on a daily basis, even when you don't feel like it? Will you give him your heart? Close your eyes. Father, I thank you right now, Lord, for this time together. I thank you that your word penetrates our hearts. Father, this word does not turn void. That they're not hearing me, Father, they're hearing you, Lord. If you have never made a genuine decision for Jesus, you like, I'm not saying this is your third or fourth time. Like, you, you, once you made that decision, you were, you've been made right with God. You just got to now walk things out. But this, the invitation is, if you've never confessed Jesus as your Lord and Savior, and you want to do that right now, on the count of three, just shoot your hands up. One, two, three, shoot your hand up right now. Like, I need to give Jesus. Okay, awesome. Everyone here is going to heaven. That's so great. Here's my other invitation to you. Maybe you've been in neutral. You've been idled. You're not moving. Cars just kind of sit and parked. And the potential that that car has is to hit the highway, go farther, go faster. You haven't been active. Maybe you haven't been active in your workplace or in your home. Maybe you haven't been active at church and you want to be active or something's blocking you from doing that. Maybe it's just your self-doubt. This is the time to break it. I'm believing a breakthrough is going to happen in this mindset. If that is you, I want to pray for you. On the count of three, raise your hand. One, two, three. I'm going to, I see you. I see you. Anybody? I see you. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Anybody else? I'm just going to pray for you. You guys can put your hands down. Anybody else? You're saying, I'm going to be active. Awesome. Praise the Lord. One good way is say, I'm gonna invite somebody next week. It's Christmas. I'm gonna invite, I'm gonna invite five people next week. Like you're just getting so excited. Zeal starting to come. And you're remembering what Jesus has done for you, and you want them to experience. Anybody else? You want people to experience it. God bless you. I see you. Anybody else? Just like I'm gonna be active. I'm just committing to God right now. Yes, I saw you. I see you. Awesome. Well, Father, thank you for these hearts in this room, Lord. 
Thank you for those that are watching online. If they made that commitment, Lord, you see them right where they're at, Father. I pray that you do a move in their heart right now, that you've given them opportunity to reach somebody that only they can reach, that you've given them a heart to share with boldness, and that you've given them your spirit so that they simply know they're not alone. I speak that over them. I declare right now they are activated in the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. And we all say amen and amen. Thanks for listening. Our mission here at Life West Church is to see you and your family equipped and empowered to be and do all that God has for you. For additional resources and info, go to lifewest.church.